Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to The Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind-the-scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. It's We Know's Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. I'm Beth Newell. And we're here we are. Here, here we, we are. are now. Here we are now. Uh still living in quarantine like the rest of you. Or most people at least. Still surviving. Well, yeah. Um it, everything's every day blurs into the next in some ways. Yeah, I just sat down as I often do with being in these recordings and I have a moment where I go, What happened this week? And then I th- next thought was, what is a week? What is time? It's. I feel like who it, am I? It makes us really have to lean into the routine of the week and like go hard on Friday night and Saturday to like feel like it's the weekend. It's so funny because the weekends have are now. We haven't had full real weekends for our entire relationship because I've usually teaching improv class on weekends. I know. Stuff. It's what I've always wanted is like for us to actually have downtime. <laughs> and we do it. We do. Although I'm sort of inevitably there's sort of some work being caught up on because we only have half work days throughout the week. But it is better than before. But I'm doing housework. And you're doing Saturday, you're doing Saturdays. housework. We're getting ready to to be homeowners we do have like a weird saturday cleaning routine um i took a lot of garbage to the dump there's no garbage service here so i gotta go to the dump and i love it you love the dump uh, i get to sort all my recyclables <laughs> you love errands like hmm. i do i think i do that has not always been true you know what my next task is what? I'm going to redo the horseshoe pits. There's horseshoe pits where we are. They're like 60 years old. Okay. If you redo those, though, can you make me some um, garden beds? Can you put build extra squares for be- planting veggies and stuff? Ooh, all right. Is this a challenge? Yeah. I I don't know when we're if we're ever going to leave here, but I think I'm just going to immensely prepare for it being like not until summer or later. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've planted all those herbs. We have to be here until at least we. Yeah, I just feel like planting makes me feel like I'm like preparing for sort of like a good a time and not like being trapped in a place that I don't normally live. You know? Yes. Just like this is my home. I'm making it my home. Things things are alive here because of me. It's my home. I make the life here. You made <laughs> honestly. You made almost you know almost half of the life here. Almost half of the life here. Yeah. Okay. Um, know what I mean? No, but I did today. So I had, this is so boring, but this is my life now. I There had been some herbs that your mom planted at this house last summer. Mm-hmm. And so they were in this pot outside and there were like roots, but they were kind of dead. And there was like 
a couple that seemed sort of salvageable, but it was still really cold outside. So I took some of the rosemary inside and put it in a glass of water, hoping that it would grow roots. Yeah. And then it like sort of grew a root. And then when I touched it, I like accidentally broke the root off. <laughs> and then it like, and then like three more weeks went by and now it has a root. And now I put it in a pot of dirt and I'm like, just like th- these are the things like it will make my day if this plant grows it is these this is my life it's like i've i've been uh, fixing doorknobs and hinges and it is so satisfying there are two doors upstairs that are so old that they're all warped that the door wouldn't close cuz the just the door is too bigger than the door frame and i went in the basement and i found a planer and I went up on top of the door and I just scraped like a quarter of an inch of yeah. wood off the top of the door. And it closes. The door's never closed for my entire life. And that I, was I fixed the lock on the bathroom door upstairs that didn't lock. So that was very satisfying. There you go. And you got this shit. The bathroom in our room has a window on it. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, it's like a French door to the bathroom where you with like a sheer curtain hanging over it that was on the outside of the door so whenever i would go pee the kids would come in the bedroom pull the curtain aside and stare at me and it's like just not like Mm -hmm. how what i want to be thinking about when i'm sitting in the bathroom but now you can't see through that shade at all that is rock solid shade shade. and i put it on the inside of the door (laughs) um that didn't even occur to me that the shade was on the outside (laughs) I, th- I, mean, I understand why why they did that because if you're going to put like a like, curtain, you don't necessarily want it getting steamed up and moldy. It's also in the, the master bedroom, so anyway, it's yeah, it's well. And this house also has like is has had additions put on at different times, so sometimes there's just like weird little quirks of like why is this window to the other room? So I went for a little walk today. It's been raining and it's going to rain all week here, and I went to the mailbox that, that i built and uh <laughs> you're so proud on the way back I your, saw, your crowning achievement that's just something i had never even considered well now that we know that you know how to pour concrete my sister is really eager for you to put up a basketball hoop i'm not against that she's dying for you to do that. not a great place for it but I'm not I just don't that. know if and how we could get a hoop delivered right now, if you, that's possible. You got to go buy uh, one. Anyway. Is there, maybe they have one at Home Depot. Um, <laughs> probably not. Home Depot. Uh, I've been going to Lowe's. Anyway. Um, um, we've had... Our, our children have been still slightly insane. Pretty good. I mean, Brent, I feel like we're oversending Bryn to his room, but... Uh. it's It's been a really rainy couple of weeks, and so they're cooped up, and I think sometimes he just, like, he gets overloaded, and then he's, like, beyond help. <laughs> Do you know morning, what I mean? Yeah, this morning I met, he, you made them their nice little worksheets, which was a nice surprise. When we sat down to start daddy school, because we start in the, we, I do it in the morning. And you made these little things, uh, draw a picture of your day, write a thing. Here's your name, trace it, copy it. So that Maven and Brittany could do together. And it was a nice balance of like, uh, things that they both could do. And, uh, Brynn said, I'm not doing this. And when I walked out of the room, he ripped it up and put it in the trash. And <laughs> I got so mad. Like, that is really annoying because I spent a minute making that. I know. Uh, but then Maven did the same thing with the other one. <laughs> and then when they calmed down, they then both did the remaining page that you made for them. So you did twice as I much work as you need to do. where they went. The trash. Yeah, okay. For some, I think the, a weekend of so much TV and then they woke up in the morning and watched TV and it was hard to get back into the Monday routine. Yeah. They, they've been doing a lot of <laughs> that sort of thing lately. Maven has, I think I had heard somewhere that like a lot of children are regressing right now because of the coronavirus and routines are not going correctly and mm-hmm. they're just feeling unsettled. So Maven has started peeing her pants again, which is not something she really did for Ever. a long time. Yeah. I mean, she, she here and there she's had so like... Fast. 
Yeah, she's had occasional accents here and there, but it's not like a thing she ever really had a problem with. This week, she has peed her pants like 10 times. She, twice today. She's been, she wore three dresses today. I think it was yesterday she peed her pants definitely four times in one day. And I, I like keep trying to explain it to her and I'm trying not to get too mad at her because I don't want her to be ashamed about it. Like I just want to. She doesn't seem to be ashamed. I know, but like when you, you were kind of getting mad at her and then she like, has started lying to us about it. So now it's more annoying because you don't know how long she's walking around and like sitting on stuff with pee-pee pants. Yeah. And so I like, I'll like grab, I'll pick her up or something and feel her butt and her pants are all wet. And I don't know how long she's been doing that. And she keeps, when I, I tell her she peed her pants, she keeps being like, no, it's just sweat. <laughs> it's like so much pee. I'm like, are you, you're not, Little girls won't sweat. Like <laughs> you're a bad liar, three year old. <laughs> she's she's lying so much lately. Um, I walk into the room now and I feel like I immediately see Bryn or Maven look up at me. <laughs> like, hi. Their I, their face just said I wasn't doing anything, so don't look in my hands behind my back. I didn't just eat an entire bag of Reese's peanut butter chips <laughs> this morning. She got a hold of a bag of chocolate chips that I kind of knew she knew about, but she was being kind of sly about, I would see her sneak a couple chocolate chips out and then put it back in the drawer and then like go about her business. And I was like, at least she's being like, sort of like considerate, like unlike Bryn who would just like dump the whole thing all over the floor, you know? And so I didn't just throw them all over the room and go, what? Yeah. He would just eat eat them all. So I hadn't really like put an end to it because it didn't seem like as big of a problem as some of their other raids and then this morning she had chocolate all over her face and i found out from them that they were eating chocolate chips but i didn't see them anywhere and she was walking around carrying this like soft cloth easter basket she got like carrying it like a purse and all of a sudden (laughs) i look in i realize she has a whole bag of chocolate chips in the easter basket she's just been like carrying it around the house like a little psycho what a Uh, psycho what a psycho and uh, that little psycho is about to turn four. I know on Friday. I can't believe it's already here. And uh, you know, it's the weirdest. The weirdest thing about her birthday, I think, is the fact that we won't have any wrapping paper. I know. I was and trying to decide if I should do anything about that, and then I was just like, I don't care. Well, for I realized for a few days, I was, I was like, well, well, we'll just use newspaper. And then I was like, I haven't touched a newspaper <laughs> in how long? We don't yeah, have newspapers. Why would you think we have newspapers? Because I've had newspaper. I'm in this house, which I connect to my parents, which I connect to being home, where there was always newspaper. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't think about it. It was a half thought. I'm we just put it in boxes. Maybe we'll make it a scavenger hunt. Would that be a fun way to open your presents? Is no, just to hide it all over the house. Because it's actually just annoying to hide stuff on Easter because then you have to mentally remember where everything is when they can't find it. Um, but what if you're a parent that loves that? <sighs> I disagree. It's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, <sighs> I she told me this today that she wants a narwhal cake, which I'm like. How the hell am I going to make a narwhal cake? This easy. I mean, just the... It's not easy. The, you make a cake. I the, the narwhal face is easier than a unicorn. And we'll just make a little cone with paper and put it on top. Yeah, I guess so. I love this idea. You know the, the narwhal in Elf? Mm-hmm. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> I feel like that's the design. Like Little Mouth and I. That we should go for. Okay, great. I'm so glad you're so enthusiastic about this. <laughs> um, what else? We can't go outside because it's raining for the rest of our lives. Um, Bryn smashed a lamp this week, among other things that he's oh. destroyed. If you want to see all the things that Bryn has broken since we've been here, um, go to my Instagram. <laughs> He also today, I thought for a second that he broke his nose because he was trying to play fight with me and then just hurled himself towards me. And I like sort of caught him, but his face flew into the side of the couch really hard. And then he pulled back and I was like, are you okay? And he was like, no. 
And, and and then I just see his nose was like, I could see him like squinting and I could see him like trying to decide how bad his face hurt because uh, he slammed his nose and decided. And then he's just like squinting and like feeling it for a second. And then slowly blood started dripping out of his nostril. I was, he's handled it well at first and then he didn't. <laughs> no. I was like, stand still. Well, because then you were like, oh, hey, buddy, do you want me to graphically describe how this blood is coming out of your nose? No, I knew. I was like, you were like, calm. You were like, what does it taste like in your throat? Blood? What does blood taste? Like you were, you were hey, like, how do you actually, make this have a scarier sensory that, experience? That caught his attention. That was the most successful thing I did. No. you Once you left, we talked about it and he was he was like... Ah, hmm. it, well, it distressed him when he you wanted to it. know how I knew what metal tasted like, and I was like, "That's a good question," because it tastes like blood. Um, <laughs> but when I came over there, I knew I, I knew I was like, I need to stay calm because <laughs> the other day, you and Allison were um, out, and uh, when Bryn broke the lamp, he was doing. So he loves Monsters Inc. and Monsters University. Uh, the two uh, fine Pixar films. And in Monsters <laughs> University, there's a whole plot where they're doing like the scare games in college. And one of the events is like is they have to sneak by this librarian. So it's a sneaking game. So Bryn loves to sneak around as if he's one of the members of Uzma Kappa. <laughs> and uh, uh, so he was, I would like walk in a room and he'll like sneak with Maven around the edges. And of course they couldn't be louder because they're on all fours going quiet, quiet. <laughs> and so he was sneaking around the back of the couch and the table. And of course that's where the plug to the lamp was. The lamp is a basically a giant glass jar that my mom filled with pine cones and it's a very cool. And then a lamp plugs it on top. So he pulled that off and it fell basically on top of him. Um, and it shattered on the wall above his head and then it got wedged between the table and the window so that it didn't fall away all, all to the ground. But all of the shattered glass fell down to the ground where he was on all fours. Oh and God. so I saw this shat shatter and, you know, very panicked. I, I screamed. I said, don't move. <laughs> Free, like stop, stop! And of course, what did Bryn do? But he was totally freaked out by the fact that I freaked out and just started like in my mind. Ugh, he does this all the time. He'll like get food on his hand or something, and I'll be like Bryn, and he like starts flapping the food all around the kitchen, like just like splashing it everywhere. I don't know how he did not cut himself, but he <laughs> then was like on knees, his feet, his knees, his hands, all of them running like a, like a Fred Flintstone starting his car. Out of there. Um, the whole time I was like, stop, don't move, no, freeze, stop, Eddie, where? And they got out of there. I was like, Bryn! And then I quickly calmed down and said, it's like, the reason why I was yelling is because of glass and I don't want you to get hurt. Are you okay? I'm not mad at you. Um, but it was a really scary moment where I thought he was going to have like 500 cuts all over him. So when he had a bloody nose and I knew he was going to panic, I went straight to that and I was like, hey, buddy, we're it's fine. We're good. Salty blood, buddy. Taste the Taste blood. It. It's cool, right? <laughs> Can we talk about the Maven pee pants incident? <laughs> which, which one? Where you uh, got very angry with her. I don't remember. When did I get angry? You were like, <laughs> she peed her pants. And then we took them off and put them in the laundry. And then she went to the laundry basket and put, oh, put the pee pee oh, pants. She put the pee pants back on. And then you were getting really mad at her. So you took the pants off again and we're hiding them. And she's still trying to get them up off a high shelf. Well, and you forgot the step where I, in front of her, put them in the sink to wash them and got them all wet. <laughs> so I was like, well, now you can't. In my mind, I was like, well, she won't want to wear them now. And so I threw them in the washing machine. And she immediately rushed for the washing machine. I was like, <laughs> I was like, come on. I had to go do a story part live show in the basement and prepare all the tech for it. And so I was so annoyed. And then I put it up high. 
And then I don't remember what happened after that. <laughs> well, at one point you got so angry at her that you were they were like, you want to wear pee pants? Fine. You don't get clothes. <laughs> and then you took her shirt off and took that away. And then she was standing there naked, like pouting and stomping her feet for so long. Okay. And- this sounds cruel and it was and it was weird, <laughs> but she was being... She was stood in the mudroom, so I put her pants up the highest point in the mudroom. There's no way she could ever get to it. And then she kept reaching for it. She, <laughs> knowing she can't reach it, it's like more than double her height, but looking at me going, oh, but you know, she also had no pants and no underwear on and just her t-shirt and was weirdly getting self-conscious. So she would try to cover herself with jackets and then I would ignore her, but then she'd peek around the corner to see if I was looking, and then I wasn't looking, but then she wanted me to look so that she could be defiant, and then I did look, but then she was self-conscious because she was naked, oh and God. so it was just like, there was so many complex emotions, and I was like, it's like, you're 13, and then I was like... Well, she was like, that door outside was like cracked open, and she was standing in your coat that was hanging on the hook, and she was like huddling in it, shivering. And so I went to shut the door. So then, of course, she's so angry. She goes over and opens the door back up and then goes back into your coat to, like, shiver naked. And she just kept, like, staring at me through her, like, dirty bangs and just, like, being like, ugh. We ate dinner (laughs) while she stood in the mudroom. And we're just trying to ignore her because we tried to help her, like, Hey, let's do this. And then we're like, all right, we're going to ignore you. And then she was so mad that we were ignoring her (laughs) that for all of dinner, she was in the mudroom and I kept peeking over and she would just lean back to look. And then the second we caught eyes, she's like, hide and be like, she's like, I want you to constantly know that I'm ignoring you. (laughs) And then I lost my mind and she, I found her again, trying to find her clothes, her wet, PP clothes, tried to grab them. I go, yeah, you don't get this. You don't get clothes. <laughs> and I, I took her t-shirt off. I mean, but also in my mind, I was like, she's about to go to bed. So she had to put on jammies. So I just took this off and I was like, that was an insane thing to say. <laughs> it's just such a funny You don't get clothes. Thing to say. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <sighs> That's your punishment. Um, oh boy. What are your hopes for the week ahead? Um, you know, just less punching from Bryn, less pee and pants from Maven. Um, less, uh, less rain. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, 60, 60 degrees, 60 plus. Hopefully no rain. Yeah. What else? You don't get clothes. <laughs> Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. 
Come along with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and of course, drama. I'll be joined by some very special guests that'll be helping me break it all down. From award season nightmares to fashion week insanity, you'll get the real stories behind some of the most iconic moments in the show. The Rachel Zoe Project definitely changed my life and career in so many ways. The show definitely captured some of the most amazing moments, but also some of the absolute worst. I made the show for all the fashion lovers out there, and I'm so happy that people still watch it and love it so much. So do not miss this special takeover on Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Not believe I just said that. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This next segment is called Listeners Want to Knows, where we take questions and comments from you guys. All right. First of all, we got a nice handful of emails from folks emailing just to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Um, so thank you to all those individuals. They weren't even asking questions, nothing for the podcast. They just said congrats. Thank you, guys. How thoughtful. Thank you if you wrote in. Um this email comes to us from uh, uh, from a friend of mine. Uh, this is somebody I've did improv with in New York City who I have not seen in a long time. Uh, uh, Noel, who uh, I'm going to read this email. Uh, my partner and I live in downtown New York and are expecting a baby in a few weeks. We don't want to do anything as absurd as naming him or her COVID or anything like that. <laughs> But do want to do something to help communicate to them what a crazy and historic time they came into the world during. What are some ideas that won't seem horribly morbid or depressing (laughs) once this is behind us? Also, how long after you had kids did it take to regain a comfortable headspace to start performing again? Congrats on 100 episodes. Here's a pic of my partner, Noel. This picture is incredible. Oh, my God. Bare pregnant belly outside with a coronavirus mask on her face. That's really... She looks really cute. That's a very cute jean it's, jacket. Yeah. Um, she's ready to go. She's ready to pop. <laughs> it's a great photo. Well, uh, this is a great question, Noel. And I could not help but the very... So, the very... Immediately, my brain... So, Noel's last name is Deneen. Noel Deneen. The very first thing I was like, well, it's got to be quarantine to need, right? Quarantine to need. No, it does not. And it should not. But I do want to say quarantine to need. Yeah, that's our answer. Quarantine to need. All right. Next section. (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't. Do you you name your child Rona? No, it's Rona. I don't know. You need to be more poetic about it and i don't have a good answer right now like i think you've uh, got to find a meaningful metaphor for yourself about what this time means for you (laughs) um uh name your child inside uh (laughs) inside i mean the i think you could you know uh, like evoke sort of like your the meaning or positivity that you're finding in this time so it's like something that makes you feel safe like haven you know like you like find haven or like maven maybe like maven um (laughs) or brin which means hill like the hill that you stand on in a troubled time (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you say yeah maven denine these are um yeah um, but i think like uh, well here's a question it probably it's you know obviously it doesn't have to be you should name your child you know covid or quarantine but what is something if it was us right now beth what is something that's very prevalent in our life right now that wasn't before all this happened um drinking yeah, I, <laughs> that is literally <laughs> You should name your child Old Fashioned Deneen. Um, bitters. Uh. <laughs> Simple syrup. Um, 
Oh, here comes old simple syrup. Oh boy, I was simple trying. syrup is the t- is delightful. The town simpleton. <laughs> Hi everybody, it's me, simple syrup. I was trying to come up with a name for a cocktail I made up the other night, and I was like, it's kind of like a bloody orange. A bl- uh, blorange. A I mean, I'm sure Noel will come up with something much better than we have. Well, he's asking us, Beth. I need time to think about this. I'd need to give them a questionnaire of like, what resonates for you guys culturally? Like, um, um, in terms of your family, like, I don't know. I feel like the name has to like, make sense. It's very personal. uh, Social distancing. (laughs) Dustin, Dustin, Dustin. Something like, um, name it after some saint. That's like a hermit. That's most. That's most of them. Uh, Saint Francis. Saint Francis was a hermit. Saint Francis is of Assisi. He's the one of animals. He, I know, but because he was out in the wilderness, right? Mm, I don't think so. The Franciscan friars, they're they they're secluded. Well, anyway, (laughs) Francis Thoreau. (laughs) Um, Thoreau. Yeah. um, Um. Boy, this is a... Listeners, what is a great or terrible uh, uh, coronavirus uh, baby name? Did they say if they're having a girl or a boy? They... I don't think they know because they kept saying him or her. Um, uh, Bye. I think, like, you can look at, like, what what they're reading right now or watching or feeling inspired by like sometimes you take like an, a person's last name or you know like they'll find something how did you because you came up um with both of our kids names and i was smart enough to recognize that you had some good ideas <laughs> um was that, did you find those just from, I mean, I sort of know, but, um, uh, of the typical, like just going through all the lists until you find something cool. Uh, no, I think I searched more specifically, like I was into like very British Isles names and like naturey sounding names and like, you can kind of search by different terms and like. Like, I was looking for a while for names that were associated with the ocean because, as you know, I have a deep love for the ocean. I do know. But if just, like, those names felt, like, too much, like, Oceana and, like, um, but... I I told you my Oceana story. Keep going. I'm going to tell them at the end. Okay. Anyway, I I do think, like, if they keep, like, thinking about the things that they're most drawn to, they'll just sort of... They'll hone in on it. <laughs> um, great. Uh, what is the most... Uh, Beth, what do you think the most pervasive... Is that the right word? <laughs> what is the What is the biggest thing in our lives right now that it's just was not really any part of our lives a month and a half ago? Um, Yard work. Sweeping. <laughs> Cooking, uh, res- uh, going to the dump. Dump McNerney would be our next child. <laughs> dump. Oh, here comes old Dumpy McNerney, and his friend Simple Syrup. Yeah, <laughs> Um, I think you know. Again, like I said, you could be more poetic than that. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't know. I'd be like. Oh, I love that the house we're in has lots of woodwork and a type of wood is Rowan and Rowan is a nice name. Something like that. You Woody. Know? Woody Deneen. Um, <laughs> Woody. The, so um, the other question was, how long after having a child uh, did we get back into performing? How long after child i mean you were back like immediately basically yeah i didn't really stop i don't think 
I took Bryn to a reductress show when he was about a month old, and it was like my first big outing with him. Was it a month or maybe two months? But I felt so insane leaving the house. Oh, maybe it was maybe it was a month in that I did a show. Oh, I did a show without him. Yeah, I think I, think I, think I left you... him at my sister's apartment, and I ran downtown to do a show. I was not more than like. I guess I was like 80 blocks away, but it still, I felt like uh, he was going to die. Every second I was away from him, I was just like, Jesus Christ, what I need I to get I'm back. So Why am I here? I was like, you know, when you're like on stage and you're just like, uh, I'm really weird. I haven't spoken to a human in a while. Anyway, um, I you're trying to pretend to be a fake human when you don't remember how to be a real one. I'm, I just been like. The reason I'm acting like this is because my child is away from me for the first time. Like, I just, like, was very, like, literal. <laughs> There's a lot of fight or flight signals going on. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, um, but I'm not a, like, super regular performer. I think I probably just did that <laughs> to, like, prove something to myself. Like, to prove that I would eventually leave the house again. Well, you, I mean, at that point, I think you were excited to get out of the house. Uh, I think I was, like terrified i think i like said i like probably agreed to the show in advance thinking like i'll be fine by then and then i was just like oh my god what have i done um but Um, i think it's different when you're a mom and you have a lot of hormones in your body screaming at you to hold your baby every second yeah um i will say the amount of performing that i uh did dramatically went down after that point. I mean, not immediately. I still did. I did one show a week for a long time, but before the, uh, all this happened, I was down to every other week, um, which was the least I have performed the last 15 years from some, although now I'm doing two shows a week from my basement. What I will say about this though, uh, the advice that I gave someone else a while back is like, if you're planning on going back to performing after you have a kid, I think it is important to realize that like career wise or like joy wise, I think sometimes you can get what you need out of a less frequent performance schedule for a little while. So depending on whether this is like your career or just like a creative outlet or what, I think you can like cut down your schedule a little bit. Yeah, I will say when I do get to do a show, I appreciate it a lot more because I don't do 900 shows a week. Yeah. And I think like if just for example, if you were hosting a show that was like twice a month and then you have a newborn at home, it's like no one's really going to care if you cut that show back to once a month. You know, it's just. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, Roni. That's my, uh, my <laughs> suggestion. Woody Roni. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come along with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and, of course, drama. I'll be joined by some very special guests that'll be helping me break it all down. From award season nightmares to fashion week insanity, you'll get the real stories behind some of the most iconic moments in the show. The Rachel Zoe Project definitely changed my life and career in so many ways. The show definitely captured some of the most amazing moments, but also some of the absolute worst. I made the show for all the fashion lovers out there, and I'm so happy that people still watch it and love it so much. So do not miss this special takeover on Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Cannot believe I just said that. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. got some more listeners want to know for you guys we got some more here we go mother's day question hi beth and peter i listened to your 100th episode today congratulations thank you i've been listening to you guys since the start which was quite a while ago oh sorry which was quite a while before i had my son birdie who is now eight months old i really enjoy the podcast especially your keen attention to gender and how you Manipulate norms around it as you both parent. I have included a picture of Birdie. I apologize to Beth that he isn't a fat baby. He's big, though. (laughs) 10 pounds, 8 ounces at birth. A million pounds now, I guess, based on how my back feels carrying him around all day. As some background information, my wife and I conceived him using reciprocal IFV, which means we used her egg, and I carried him. Fun times. That is so cool well, i gotta wow. pause to show beth don't um, don't apologize for your baby not being fat and all baby photos are welcome here oh yeah no don't apologize look at this oh my gosh we got a little redhead oh boy oh boy birdie oh, birdie so boy <laughs> um reciprocal if uh, ivf i've heard of that but i've not heard the term that's awesome I have a conundrum regarding mother's day which i thought you might have some ideas on Probably the whole idea of Mother's Day and Father's Day is quite heteronormative, but that hasn't stopped my wife and I from wanting to play along in some way. But how do same-sex couples participate in this tradition? I feel like it's not fair if we both have to, quote-unquote, share Mother's Day, because it would be nice to spoil uh, whoever's special day it is. It would also feel very weird for one person to be assigned Father's Day, because the whole point is that neither of us is the father. I'm also very aware that I don't want to position myself as being, quote-unquote, more of a mother than my wife. Being pregnant and birthing a baby are not the best or truest way to become uh, a mother, as evidenced by the many non-gestational mothers I know. Adoptive, foster, step, as well as queer moms. Sometimes we think we should just come up with two whole new days. Do you have any fun suggestions for a way to celebrate both of Birdie's mothers, which I suppose could be applicable to any of your queer listeners? Also, what did you guys do for Beth's first Mother's Day? Is it a big deal in your family? Sending you extra love in these hectic pandemic times. Rosalie from Adelaide, Australia. Wow. Um, that's a good question. I don't... Uh, I don't, I think the solve really depends on your like preferences. Cause my first instinct was like, you just do like a week after mother's day, the next Sunday and have that be like mom's day so that you each get your own day. But then I thought maybe that's stacking the holidays too close together, just in terms of family planning overload. <laughs> so I think it has to do with how much you really love holidays i think we wouldn't go for that um i think we like being recognized and appreciation but we're not huge gift and event we're yeah we're not big like like valentine's day or mother's and father's day people i don't remember what i did for my first mother's day to be honest um we've never done anything extravagant um um, but we, that's 
when I was growing up, it was never, you know, it was whatever mom wants to do. That's what we do. I remember as a teenager being really like, oh, mom wants to take a raft down the Minnehaha Creek. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, and I for did me, it and I complained. So like in my family, Mother's Day is like a week away from my dad's birthday. And then Father's Day is like a week before my mom's birthday in June. And so it feels both times I get just totally overloaded because I like me and my sister are like, okay, we have to plan four gifts right now. Like it just sneaks up on you. You know, so I don't feel like super. Well, you know what I always feel about Mother's Day is it's never about that one person because there's always, yeah, not, not always, but so and, many people yeah. have to do, have to spend a whole day honoring all the moms. So I never feel like I've been in a situation where all the attention's on one mom. So if it was us, we'd probably just say, oh, we'd do the same day. But there is something really exciting. This is maybe not what you want, but in my mind, how cool is it to have a day where you go, hey, we're going to celebrate our parents. Um, uh, that's that's a unique thing I've never considered, a day where we celebrate both of our parents. But isn't part of celebration like that someone else gets together the event or the gift or something for you? You're like, right. Like if you have kids and then you're getting the gifts for them and then, you know what I mean? It's like... I was sort of picturing more grown-up kids now that I'm <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you, I, I'd say if you really love events, two, two things spring to mind. One, you do Mother's Day, uh, and then in six months, you do Inverse Mother's Day. That's a bad name for it. Inverse uh, Mother's Day. Bad Mother's Day. Uh, other Mother's Day. <laughs> other Mother's You do Mother's Day, and you do Other Mother's Day. And you alternate every year who, who gets to be mother and who gets to be other mother. <laughs> what? Maybe you just call them both other Mother's Day. Ooh, others, uh, others Mother's Day and the other like other other Mother's Day is just a biannual. If you picked two random days, you'd have to call it others mother other Mother's Day, and the other one is other other Mother's Day. <laughs> or it's Mother's Day weekend, and one of you is Saturday and one of you is Sunday. But okay, so if you do six months away, that would put other Mother's Day in like November, which is terrible timing. Well, no, but they're but they live down under, so it's it's better. I guess if they if they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, yeah, it's perfect. Well, that's a great question. I mean, I, they I, did say Mother's Day is coming up. I, I assume Mother's Day is. I don't know. Is that an international <laughs> holiday? I I assume because you're writing about it. I, I think it might be one of those ones that has different dates in different countries. I'm not sure. Well, they, I mean, they're writing about it now, so it must be the same time. Yeah. In which case, you should really try having Mother's Day in the spring. It's way better than fall. Um, <laughs> yeah, other mother, others mothers, other, <laughs> other Mother's Day, others mothers. Ooh, others Mother's Day is when you celebrate moms that aren't yours. Others, mothers. Smothers, brothers. The Smothers, brothers. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know what? It's, it's There's no right way, obviously. I think you guys seem to, at least the way you wrote this email, you've got a healthy attitude about it. Make your yeah. own traditions. Holidays don't mean anything universally. It's Holidays are about what your family makes it. Yeah. I mean, it's like you could also just make it like apple picking day or whatever thing is fun for you specifically to do to celebrate yourself being a parent. <laughs> um, yeah. Other, other, the other Smothers Brothers <laughs> day. Uh, what was your favorite holiday growing up, my love? Halloween. Ooh, interesting. Oh, well, also 4th of July. Ooh, interesting. Um, mine was Christmas was number one, always. Then my birthday, then Halloween. Then it's, then it's a real, then Thanksgiving. And then who cares? Fourth of July, maybe. What was your mother's day traditions growing up? I don't remember. I, we probably had like a brunch or like 
There was definitely a brunch involved. Like we probably made pancakes and gave my mom something. And then depending on the year, we might have taken her out to dinner or something. I don't know. <laughs> depending on the year, like if it was an even year or an odd year? No, or just, just like, like younger, older. what we've, my dad, whether, how much my dad got his shit together that year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, we probably all realized it was happening about two days beforehand, and then we figured something out. <laughs> what? It was fine. That was uh, that was about my family too. They were never a huge Mother's Day. Then just became. Um, no, I'm mixing up. I just suddenly had a memory of my mom sending me a card on Mother's Day, but I'm thinking of Valentine's Day. <sighs> Don't let me forget to call Only my mom. Only you could re- like come up with a memory that's about me? of mother's day being about you <laughs> no you know what i th- why i thought that because on valentine's day my mom would always send me a card and i'd always feel really bad that i once again like didn't send her a card on valentine's day so it felt getting a card for her i have memories of feeling selfish <laughs> <laughs> she did not send me a card on mother's day but that would be even worse version of that feeling <laughs> Uh, well, at, oh, I almost called you Adelaide. Rosalie from Adelaide. Um, uh, you do you. That's what we say. Adelaide is a really nice name if Noel wants to use that. Adelaide Deneen. It's, it's very pretty. You could just, cause you, so you never forget. Just that, connect it to this podcast. podcast episode that you listened to right before you had a baby during the <laughs> coronavirus. Um, uh, old Adelaide Purell Deneen. Well, this has been another episode of Weed Knows Parenting, and that's a fact. If you'd like to reach out, uh, share a story, tell us how you're doing, coping, uh, what's new in your life, what you would name Noel's baby, uh, you can email us at weknowspod at gmail.com or give us a phone call, leave a voicemail at 347-384-7396. Find us on the Instagram and the Twitter at We Knows Pod. Rate, review, subscribe. If you know any pregnant people, get them my book. There's no manual, honest and gory wisdom about having a baby. It is still an excellent book. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.